it is Thursday. I normally do hashkafa on Thursday, chesidus uh, or whatever, but I haven't done halacha in a while, and uh, it's ahavas nuraich. Halacha is my first love, so uh, I wanted to do it. I'll mention one quick vart just to be yitzer, to be yitzer, you know, some level of machshav on the parsha. Um, when Binyamin and Yosef, uh, when Yosef and Binyamin fully meet, when they know it's Yosef, the pasuk says they both cried on each other's shoulders. Rashi says that Yosef was crying over the Batimikdashis that would be destroyed. Binyamin was crying over the Mishkan that was going to be destroyed. It's a strange thing that that's like they're now crying over that. Like, well, let's talk of shot. Um, so the truth is like this. The whole Indian of uh, we reversed it today. So the whole Indian of Mechiras Yosef was on some level a pigam, on some level a, a pigam of uh, of Ahavas Yisrael. It was obviously a pigam of Sinas uh, Chinam, on some level. Again, on some level, I'm not going to be choshed. You know, the Shvatim Elamaylam Mehasagasenu. And Arizal says that the sin of the Mechiras Yosef we're still feeling. All the source of all, uh, you know, Ahavas Yisrael, Chesroinus, and Sinaschinim all stems from that. So when they finally met and they were sort of able to have closure over what happened, they saw in the future the Batimikdashis that are going to be destroyed, and it was Vaita because of Sinaschinim. And there was Meir Bechia because they realized that this problem is not going away. But that itself began the Tikkun. Because the fact that they were crying not over their own sar, but other people's sar, that itself begins to be metakinit. And Yosef and Binyamin receive this kayach from Rachel Imenu. They receive it from Rachel Imenu, who the whole Indian of Rachel Imenu is, whole, you know, is a very famous medrash in the beginning of Medrash of Eicha, that all during the Churban, all the others are throwing out their, you know, their, I did this, I did this, and Akhtar Shmaruch, who's not listening to any of it, and then cuffs the Rachel Imenu, Rachel Imenu jumps up and she says, I, I gave over the Simanim for Leah, Zahavas Chinam. And Hashem said, okay, you know, you could stop crying. So, so her sons, Taka, began the Tikkun. So that's, uh, that's the Indian, and the Avod is obviously now to, to, to be focusing on this, because that itself is what we need now more than ever. Okay, so that was just to start off, just with a B'derech Machshava, because it is Thursday night, but now let's go to some Halacha. So I have a couple things, I'm going to run through it. Now, specifically of all weeks, some of the things that I'm touching on have a lot of details, so I'm going to try to finish it, and then we can take the questions, because there's a lot. I'm going to try to cover, basically, Simon Reishon and Beis, and Simon Shin Yud Ches in a few minutes. Now, first of all, before we get to those things, I mentioned this past Friday night, uh, tomorrow is a Tainus. Now, the halachas of tomorrow's Tainus are the same as any other Tainus. The same leniencies for a pregnant woman, nursing women, all the, it's the same leniencies that applies to every other Tainus. There's one halacha that's special about tomorrow's Tainus, and that's uh, it's definitely for Ashkenazim, it's brought to Mishabura, I think, them hold of it as well, to my knowledge. And that is, generally on a Tainus, uh, you're not allowed to taste food and spit it out, you're not allowed to do that. But tomorrow, uh, in order, if a person is cooking for Shabbos, and they want to make sure the food tastes good for Shabbos, for covered Shabbos and Arnik Shabbos, you're allowed to put food in your mouth and spit it out. That is a heter that is brought down. Uh, besides for that, uh, it's basically the same. Um, okay, so... Let's start the let's start the questions of the week. So someone called me, and it's a very simple question, and they asked, "Why is it that in my crock pot I have to put silver foil? Well, what's the what's the what's the reason? Is it necessary, and and, and for what purpose?" So 
The answer is yes. Uh, you should put silver, silver foil crock in the crock pot. pot. I'm talking an insert crock pot. You take the food out. There's a heating element. You're supposed to line it with silver foil. The question is why? So, so no, no, you're supposed to line it with silver foil. You're supposed to, near Kesef. You're supposed to take aluminum, silver foil and put it in between the insert. I'm glad we're doing this now. In between the insert, the thing that has the food, which is usually porcelain, and there's a heating element, which is metal. It's hot. It's hot. You're supposed to put silver foil in between. Now, what is the purpose of this? Why do you need to do this? So there's two reasons. Let's go with the, um, the much more simple reason, and then we'll go a little more obscure. The simple reason is it's a very good idea because of Chazara. Chazara means that if you take food off of the fire and you want to put it back, there are tenoi chazar, there are stipulations that are necessary that you have to meet in order to put the food back. One of those is called garifakotam, which means the, food, the fire has to be covered. Now in the times of the Gemara, fire being covered was they had coals and you put ashes on the coals. We don't have that anymore. We have as a heating element and we cover it with silver foil. Now this is if you are taking, this is the purpose of this, number one, is for chazara. What do I mean? If you are taking your crock pot out on Shabbos and you want to put it back, so Friday night, long Friday nights, it's a, you know, a very common application that people want some chulin. Now, you, okay, so you want some chulin Friday night. So how, how do you do that? So you'll say, well, I'll just ladle some out. That's not so pasha whether that's allowed. Now, Svardim probably can do that without taking the insert out. Ashkenazim cannot, and let me explain why. There is a concept called hagasa, magis, or magis, depending on how you pronounce it. Magis means you're not allowed to stir food, because when you stir food, it speeds up the cooking process. Now, there's a lot of details here. I'm going to try to get through everything. Now, what that means is, if you have a cholent that's not fully cooked, and it's on the fire, on Shabbos, and you stir it, move things around, you are over a biblical prohibition of cooking on Shabbos. Comes the kolboy. The kolboy was one of the Rishonim, and he gives a very interesting shita. It's a shita that the Svaradim don't necessarily hold of, and even the Ashkenazim don't understand it, but we keep it. And that is, if the food is on the fire, even if it's fully cooked, we do not stir it. It's a shita of the kolboy. Now, why? It's very hard to understand, considering it's fully cooked. The whole issue of stirring is it speeds up the cooking process. It's fully cooked, but that's the sheet of the kolboy. Now that's come to stirring, and even that, as far as it would not stir food when it's on the fire. But what about serving? I'm not stirring, I'm just ladling out cholent. The Mishabura felt that ladling is also a rabbinic issue, and you are not allowed to ladle food off of the fire. That was the sheet of the Mishabura. Sorry, them are not, to my knowledge, particular about this, but the Mishaburah was. Now, I will say this. The Chazanish disagreed. The Chazanish felt that if I'm not stirring, I'm just ladling out, what's the problem? It's fully cooked. Why can't I ladle some out? So how do we paskin practically? We paskin that ideally you do not serve food from the fire. You do not stir, uh, not stir, you do not ladle out chulent from the fire. You do not do that. Now, I will say this. I had a, a case once uh, with this woman, she's no longer living, Allah Shalom, but when she was older and she was alone and she couldn't take the crock pot out and her diet needed soft food, so cholent was a 
heavy staple of her diet. She couldn't take the, the thing out. It was too heavy. So I told her you could just ladle out because you definitely could rely on the chazanish. So if you follow the mishavura, which is obviously what we do, you cannot serve food from the crockpot, from the fire, on Friday night. So therefore, if you're not allowed to, so how do you get, how do you get the food out of the fire? You just, yeah, you just put it on the table. I'll take care of it later. Are you good? So how do you get it out if you're not allowed to ladle it out? So what you do is very simple. You take the insert out, ladle it out, and then put it back. Now, to do that, that's called chazara. There are stipulations needed. I can't go through all of them, but one of them is that the food, ha- the fire has to be covered. So, if you plan or even want the opportunity to take your crock pot out, serve some chulant, and then put it back, you have to cover the fire. If you don't cover it by, la- by, le- by lay- lay- layering silver foil, you will not be able to do so. Now, by the way, you could put the silver foil on Shabbos, but that's one reason. For that reason, you're going to say, I don't, I never do this. I never take the crock pot out. I don't do that. By the way, food's burning. You might want to do it to pour some boiling water in, again, in permissible situations. But there's a much more uh, necessary reason, and that is, normally you're allowed to start a malacha before Shabbos and have it continue on to Shabbos. We, ne- we generally don't have a problem with that. Like if you want to take a, cl- a clothing and, and, and have, let's say you're dyeing it, D-Y-I, D-Y-E, like dyeing it. You could start the dyeing process and have it go on to its own. There's one exception, and that's cooking. You are not allowed to begin cooking something before Shabbos and have it cook onto Shabbos. That's called shahia. The concern was you might come to stoke the coals. It's a machlekes, how cooked does it have to be to no longer be this concern? But according to many Rishonim, and that's the psak of the Ashkenazim for sure, and even the Sephardim try to be machmer, we do not continue cooking onto Shabbos, no matter what, if the fire is exposed. So therefore, if you want to avoid that concern, you need to put silver foil. So the chazara is if you tan- plan on taking out the insert, you need to put silver foil on to put it back. But the truth is, if you want to be yaitzel and not put yourself into shailas, you pr- need silver foil anyway to avoid the concern of shahia, which is cooking it onto Shabbos. The way to fix that is by putting silver foil. Now, I, I do acknowledge, because people are going to email me and people are going to call me, that I don't understand why would silver foil help. The reason being is because there was two elements of what covering the fire does. Number one, it lowers the intensity of the flame. When they, take, when they took ash and put it on coals, it lowered the intensity of the flame. Silver foil will not lower the intensity of the flame. It doesn't do that. Acknowledged. And that's why the Chazanish didn't feel that silver foil helped. I'm sure the Yerushalmis, like the real Charedim, like the Bnei Barakers, they probably don't use silver foil. They don't think that it helps. But, and by the way, old school, anyone who had a blech, that's what a blech was. That's what a blech was, is to cover the fire. But there's a second reason, and that's from Rashi. The second reason of what covering the fire does is it reminds you, hey, don't touch the coals. There's something different here. It's just a shinui. It's to make something different. It's to give you pause and say, hey, don't stoke the coals. Remember, silver foil will do that. And that's what silver foil does, covering the fire. So number one, there is a necessity to cover the fire. Now, one more question. I'm happy to take one more point. I want to make, then I'll take questions. Do you also have to cover the knobs? Or is it just the coals? Now, this is interesting because in the times of the Gemara, there was just one thing, and that was heat. 
right? There was just the coals. The concern is you'll stoke them. So cover them. Nowadays, we have actually two things. There's the heating element, which is here, and then the ability to raise or lower the intensity, the stoking, is the knob. So Rav Aaron Cutler Zatzal, brought down by Rav Shemineider, he felt that the Iker covering is the knobs. And you have to cover the knobs. That's what he felt is the Iker covering. And it makes sense. It's logical because the whole point of covering is to make you not stoke the coals. That's the knobs. Ramayisha Feinstein felt that while it's a nice thing, it's not necessary. Why? And this is where Ravadia also, Ravadia follows Ramayisha. Ramayisha said like this, the truth is, while I am saying you should put silver foil, and that is the minig of Klal Yisrael, Ramayisha offered a svara. There is a possibility that it's not really necessary. Why? Because in the times of the Gemara, they would stoke coals, right? So you have coals, you'd stoke them to make them stronger. The Gemara says that if the fire is made of straw, there's no problem. Why? Because you can't make coals out of straw. Straw just burns. It turns into embers, it turns into nothing. So says Ramosha, why aren't you concerned that you'll bring more straw? That was never a concern. It was just stoking the coals. It was never a concern that you'll bring more fuel. Says Ramosha, that was never the concern. So Ramosha says on a technical level, when you raise and lower the intensity, you're not stoking coals. You're actually adding fuel and lessening fuel. Which Ramosha says was never really the concern. So Ramosha says like this, it's possible you don't have to do anything. But although we paskin, you should do something, let's stick with the way it was in the times of the Chazal, which was heating, covering the heating element. So cover the heating element. That is the Indian of putting silver foil. It is important. That's what the old blechs were, right? You had a fire, they took a piece of metal, they covered the fire. That's what it was. So nowadays we just use silver foil. By the way, if you buy in the in like Gift World or Safra or whatever, they have what's called a plata chashmalis. That's like the the Jewish ones. You don't need to put down silver foil according to Tzitzit and or Vadia, because the whole point is you might come to stoke the coals and lower or lessen the intensity. Those don't have um, those don't have levels. They just have on and off. And the reason why they did that is to avoid this concern. But if you are using a hot plate, which has low, high, medium, whatever, you will need to cover it with silver foil to avoid the concern of shahia. Even if, even if it's fully cooked. And you'll say, well, it's fully cooked, and I'm not going to pull it out, because according to some tanoim, and this is how Ashkenazim do paskin, uh, even Svaradim try to be paskin like this as well, to avoid shahia, it has to not just be fully cooked, it has to be so cooked that if you leave it on the fire any longer, it's going to burn. Meaning, even if it's fully cooked, you still need to cover the fire according to some tanoim. So because of that, you will need to cover the fire according... Listen, if you didn't, can you still eat the food? Of course you can still eat the food. I, was, I, I got a call once, I remember I got a call once, right before Shabbos. And usually if someone calls me right before Shabbos, like I was, I was in shul. And, and usually if I get a call like that, it's like someone's stuck on the road. This, I hear a guy, a guy used to live with, and I hear arguing. I just hear his mother yelling. So I said, what's going on? He says, I, I know I can't eat the food here. Does it trafe up the, you know? I said, well, what's going on? So she took the chicken. She put it into the oven before Shabbos, and it's cooking into Shabbos. Now, the oven, the fire is exposed. He said, you told me that you have to cover the fire. So I said, oh, you can eat the chicken because... It's already halfway cooked, fully cooked. Now, yes, are there some tanoim who feel that you should still cover the fire? Of course. And is it good to be machmer like that? Yes. Would it make the food also to eat if you... No. So the point is, that would I say that it's lichachila? No, it's not lichachila, 
but it's not going to share view. But the point is, because even if it's fully cooked, there are still opinions that hold that the food, that, that you should not have it in an exposed flame going into Shabbos, if you, it's good to be machmer to cover it, ideally. The Indian of the, the Indian of the silver foil balls, that's a YU thing, by the way. You should just know it's a YU thing. I think it's a Rabbi Willig concern. That's a separate issue, and that is that if you take it out, so you, you take it out, you ladle something, you put it back in. Okay, what's the problem? Here's the issue, okay? This leads actually very nicely into the next thing. This is number five on my page. And that is, let's say I, I take something, I take chicken, and I want to, I, Friday night, bring it to the table, whatever it is, and I realize, like, you know what? It's a little bit cool. I want to put it back in the oven. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, in Simeration and Bays, that although you're allowed to put food back onto the fire, right, you take the, you take the crock pot out, you could put it back in. There are, that's called chazara, and there are stipulations necessary. And again, like I said, I, I can't go right now. Maybe next time I can go through all them. There are five tenoi chazara. There are stipulations needed in order to allow you to put the food back in the fire. But says the Shulchan Aruch, Dafka al gaba avaloi toich. The Shulchan Aruch writes, you are not allowed to put food in an oven on Shabbos, even with all the stipulations met. Why? Because, says the Mishabura, putting the food in the oven looks so bad. It's such a bad optic. Michzi kimavashel, chazal were strict. Now, because of this, so you're not allowed to put food back in the oven. Now, I, I want to verbalize, there is a shita that holds that our ovens are different. That our ovens are different than the ovens from chazal. And that was Ravar and Cutler held that way. However, we should be machmer, because Ramosha Feinstein didn't agree with that. And most opinions don't agree with that. And the Shulchan Aruch says not to put food in the oven. So you don't put food back into the oven on Shabbos. Rabbi Willig, again, I, I heard it from the shame Rabbi Willig, so I probably shouldn't be quoting him without, you know, but I heard from Tamidim that Rabbi Willig is particular that putting, he feels that putting the crock pot back into the insert is toich. That the same way you're not allowed to put food in an oven, he felt that putting the crock pot back into the insert is toich. So you're not allowed to do that. So in order to avoid this, if it's not fully in, if it's sort of resting on silver foil balls, that he felt would... But that, that's a side issue. That, that's not... No, so there is a side concern of Atmana, and that was... this. Okay, this is a side issue, and that is... There's a concept of called Atmana. You're not allowed to be Matman. You're not allowed to insulate something. Now, by the way, if you're not... A, the reason why the crackpot is not much of a concern of Atmana is as follows. The rule of Atmana is you're not allowed to insulate something on Shabbos even if it does not add heat. Even if it just keeps in the heat. And you're not allowed to insulate something on Erev Shabbos if it adds heat. So if the crackpot is a problem of Atmana, you're not allowed to do it even Erev Shabbos. So it wouldn't, you'd have to put the silver foil walls to start. Yeah. They do that? That's what they do? Oh, okay, fine. So maybe, but I'll tell you like this: the concept of the concern of atzmana with crackpots is not from Rabbi Willig. This is from a side issue, and that was the last tshuva from Rishlaim Zalman Orbach that he gave before he passed away. It's the last thing he ever wrote was he felt that crackpots are a problem of insulation, and you're not allowed, and you would have this problem. Now, most opinions disagreed with him. It happens to be, uh, most opinions disagree because they feel that for atzmana to be a problem. 
it has to be insulated on all four sides with the heating surface. So the, the crockpot has three sides and then just a cover. Most opinions feel that that is not a problem of atmana because it's not on all four sides. The overwhelming majority of opinions. And the top, they say, is not atmana. That's just the cover of the item. That's not an added layer. And, and therefore, most opinions would feel that that's not necessary. Correct, because Ravavadia followed Ramosha Feinstein that I mentioned that theoretically, nowadays, you're not stoking, you're adding fuel, which is not really a concern. And therefore, Ravadia said, just cover the knobs because. Correct. Correct, correct. As long as your hands on it. Correct, correct. The point is, even though it is fully cooked, it is good to put down silver foil to avoid. You can be yoitsa lechol hadeis. Very easy. Yes, everything that we do could be according to this. According to Ramosha, maybe not necessary. According to this sheet, you know, this and that and that. But if you could be yoitze by just putting silver foil, super easy, and there's actually a purpose to it. Now, just to touch on a couple things, I'm not going to be able to get to everything. Um, someone asked me, are you allowed, or what's the heter potentially, of putting pieces of challah into the soup? So, because they heard that croutons might be an issue. So let me explain. The, 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 there's two different types of croutons, okay? Just to be clear. There's the ye- little yellow mandals that are deep fried. Those are deep fried. They're already previously mivushel. Therefore, ain bishel achar bishel. You're allowed to recook something if it's solid. So these were already cooked once. You're allowed to cook it a second time. You can put them into the soup, no question. The problem is pieces of challah. The other types of croutons, put a piece of challah. Crouton like piece of bread, toast. Now, those are already baked. By you putting them into the soup, you're potentially being mivashel, something that was ofe. Yesh bishel achar or ein bishel achar Is it a problem to cook in liquid something that was already baked? It's a shayla in the rishonim. it's a shayla in the paiskin. Because it is good to be machmer, to avoid cooking something that was previously baked, even in a klisheni, there is room to be machmer. So what do people do? People do it all the time. The reason why they do it is for the following thing. There's a great discussion amongst the Rishonim whether a matzeket, whether a ladle, is considered... The, the basic rule is, at least according to Ramosha, but it's according to most opinions, if you get to a shlishi, you're fine. You're golden. Ramosha held that a shlishi, he writes in his tshuva, loyadati im efshaliz bashel b'klishlishi. That's what he says. I don't know if it's possible. Klishlishi, you're fine. Definitely fine with something that was baked to put into something liquid because it's like a chumra upon chumra upon. Get it to a klishlishi, it's fine. So how do we get it to a klishlishi? Well, you have the soup pot. It's klirishin. The bowl is the second kli. There's a shayla in the paiskim whether the ladle is considered its own kli. So it goes from pot to ladle to bowl. The bowl is a klishlishi. Or no, it's pot to bowl and the ladle is not considered a klisheni bifneyatzma. It's a shayla. The Paiskim say that because this is a shayla of whether it's a problem to boil something that was previously baked and whether a ladle is a klisheni, you put it together, it's probably fine, and therefore you would be allowed to put challah into a soup uh, because you can be saimich, that it's like a svek sveka. Suffolk, it's a klishlishi, and even if not, maybe ein bishalach rafia. And you put it together, it's fine. So because it's fine, I just wanted to explain why it's fine. But it's fine. It's not an issue. Tea leaves are also a problem, and that's why it's always good, even though it's a chumrah, 
get it to a klishlishi. Get it to a klishlishi and you're fine. That's why I make instant coffee. Klishlishi. I just do everything with a klishlishi because you avoid shilas. Or Moshe held klishlishi is fine. You avoid shilas. Technically, could you make tea in a klisheni? It's a machleikas apaiskim. Make it into a klishlishi. If it's tea sense, then a klisheni is fine. But Ideally, you just make everything in a klishlishi and you avoid all the shilas. Uh, just to mention a couple things that I'm happy to take questions. Um, someone asked me specifically to point this out because they, they said that they've been eating by people's houses and the people are not particular with this. And it's a bit of a problem. It's always a bit of an issue deciding who to eat by because people try to be from, people are from, but if they're not particular with certain laws of Shabbos, it makes it complicated to eat by them. Um, so... One thing is that I mentioned before, people putting food in the oven, but let's put that aside, okay? The problem is reheating liquids. So it's basically three sheetas of what's allowed and what's not allowed, okay? There's a shayla in the Rishayinim of are you allowed to reheat a liquid? It's called bishal achar bishal, bedavar lach. Some say yes, some say no. We paskin, we do not reheat liquids. You do not take a chicken soup from the fridge and put it onto the fire on Shabbos. We don't do that. We will reheat a solid food, a kugel. Those are two opposite extremes. But here's always the question. The question is, what's the definition of liquid? What's the definition of solid? I've been to someone's house for Shabbos, and they brought out Shabbos day. It was a stew. It was mamish stew that they reheated. It was mamish meat swimming in sauce that they just reheated. So, so is that allowed? So it depends who you ask. You're probably going to be okay with it. Well, depending on the size, depending on the percentage. So there's three sheetas. Oh, so there's three sheetas. You have opposite extremes, and then you have the middle. You have on the right side, to be super strict, you have the Balatanya. The Balatanya writes, you cannot reheat anything It has to be dry. Bone dry. Like if you're a Chabadnik, you want to reheat like meat. It has congealed fat, they're going to scrape it off. They will not reheat a liquid oil. That's the Balatanya, incredibly strict. On the other side, you have Ravadi Yosef. There's a couple chuvas. seems to be Ravadia very clearly, definitely at the end, he was Chayzer, and he was very, very clear, and that is majority solid is fine. You go by majority. That's what Ravadi writes. It's in Yaku Yosef, in Sheiris Yosef, and in Hilchas Bishel, and in Chavadas. Majority. Majority. So, what does that mean? It means... If it's majority solid, it's got some liquid, it's fine. No, but it was still majority. No, it was it was majority meat, but it was mamish. I'm like sitting in a lot of liquid, but it was for me. I was very uncomfortable by it. So I'm saying svardim again. That's what Ravadi says. What svardim practically? I have no idea. You'll ask them. Listen, maybe they're more machmer. I can just tell you what I looked it up numerous times because it was all over the place. As he used to say. But then most of Klal Yisrael does this, the middle ground, which is the Mishabura. The Mishabura says that. As long as there's no significant accumulation of fat or liquid, it's fine. A little bit of congealed fat, it's fine. Yeah, every time, listen, you can eat, make it easy. If you have a chicken sitting in like an inch of fat, so you take the chicken out, you put it into a separate pan, that's fine. I, there's going to be a little bit of shuman, a little bit, it's solid right now. I wouldn't heat up chicken that's in three inches of fat. Mama should swimming afterwards, but... A little bit of congealed fat, a little bit of oil on the bottom. It's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna make or break anything. You'll have to look at each one and see whether it's a significant amount. You have to have seichel, but that's the basic, the basic mahalach. Well, so if somebody follows about, isn't there some type of halacha where you could rely um, on a person? 
So no, so you yeah, you could you could rely on that. I think it's to to an extent because if I legitimately hold that that was cooked, right? If, if, if let's say I go to someone's house and they're relying on very lenient shitas and they heated up something that, from my perspective, it was mavushal on Shabbos, I'm not going to eat that because why? For me, it's cooked. By that, my point. I don't know if Chabad looks at the regular and haga as as like mamish mavushal. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to, I'll ask a Chabad guy. I'll ask him what they do. I don't know. So. More. Do two more things. Uh, one more thing just to be aware of is there's a concept called Dover Gush. I can't go through all the details. Dover Gush basically means that normally there are leniencies. Like I said, there's a Klirishon. It's converted to a Klisheni. Cooks much less. And then a Klishlishi is almost nothing. Right? It doesn't cook at all. There's a concept called a Dover Gush, which is that according to some Rishonim, the, the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch don't hold this way, but, but later Paiskim do, that a solid item is always a Klirishon. Meaning, if you have a baked potato, and it's hot. It's Yad Soledis. It goes, you take it out of the oven, you put it onto a plate, onto a second plate, onto a third plate, a fourth plate. It doesn't matter. It's a clear issue. And according to this, the only thing to be potentially it could come up is if you have a solid steak that's, that's, that's hot, that's very, very hot. It's Yad Soledis, but so even if it's out of the oven, it could potentially be a, dover, a clear rishon because it's a Dover Gush. You should be careful not to put like coleslaw or to something touching it, potentially because... According to many opinions, it could be able to cook it. I, I wouldn't make myself too crazy. Just try not to put it directly on it. Um, yeah, just wait a little bit, wait for it to, to go down to less than a clear region. 